Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you glory, Lord. And we worship you today. You have been so good. Receive all the praise and glory and honor, my Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome programmer in Jesus' name. Amen. We bless the Lord. Thank you so much, Pastor Dennis, for the power of worship. I want to take this opportunity to welcome each and every one of you, especially the first time. May God bless you for taking a wonderful time just to log in to worship with us. Welcome to Living Effectively, for this is our victory, which has overcome the world, even our faith. So feel welcome. At this particular moment, I'm just going to invite our sister Estabella to lead us with a word of intercession. Please go ahead. Praise the Lord. Without a bit of ado, we'll get into prayer. Uh, the first prayer point is, Father, in the name of Jesus, let the zeal of the Lord consume all living effectively members so they can continue to identify with Christ openly, thereby leading many others to Christ. The scripture we are standing on is Romans 1, 6, 16, and it reads, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Please let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let the zeal of the Lord yes, consume Lord. all living effectively members so they can yes. continue to identify with Christ openly, thereby leading many others to Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let the zeal of the Lord consume all living effectively members so they can continue to identify with Christ openly in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, my Father, my God, in the mighty name of Jesus, let the zeal of the Lord consume all living effectively members so they can continue to identify with Christ openly. Open your mouth and pray open your mouth and pray, pray continuously, read the same script, the same words that I'm reading, because a closed mouth is a closed death. You're praying for yourself, you're praying for your family, you're praying for everyone that is concerned. Father, in the name of Jesus, let the will of the Lord consume all living effectively members so they can continue to identify with Christ openly, thereby leading many others to Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father,
Father, in the name of Jesus, continue to send your word in exceeding dimensions, leading to the explosive growth, leading to the explosive growth. Be of every member of living effectively, begin to appreciate the Lord, begin to thank the Lord. Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. Father, we magnify your name. Thank you for sending your word in exceeding dimensions, leading to the expressive, explosive growth of every member of living effectively. In Jesus' mighty, matchless name, we have prayed. Amen. And our last prayer point reads thus, Father, in the name of Jesus, turn everyone on the harvest field today into a sharp threshing instrument for effectiveness in reaping the harvest into the kingdom and into living effectively community. The yes, scripture we're standing on is Isaiah 41, 15, and it reads, Behold, I will make thee a new sharp threshing instrument, having teeth, thou shalt Thou shalt thresh the mountains and beat them small and shall make the hills as chaff. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, turn everyone on the harvest field today into a sharp threshing instrument for effectiveness in reaping the harvest into the kingdom and into living effective community. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, turn every man, every woman on the harvest field today into a sharp threshing instrument for effectiveness in reaping the harvest and into the kingdom and into a living effective community. In the mighty name of Jesus, my Father, my God, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, turn every man, turn every woman on the harvest field into a sharp threshing instrument for effectiveness in reaping the harvest into the kingdom and into living effective community in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray, 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 pray. Make sure you're reading. Make sure you're opening your mouth. Make sure you're praying. Don't forget a closed mouth is a closed destiny. You're praying for yourself as you're praying for living effectively. Father, pray in the spirit. Father, pray in the language that you understand. Begin to thank the Lord. Father, we appreciate you. Father, we bless you. Father, we glorify your name. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for turning every member on the harvest Thank you again. Today, to a sharp pressing instrument for reaping the harvest into the kingdom and into living effectively. Father, we appreciate you. Father, we give you glory. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty, matchless name, we have prayed. Amen. You can use these prayer points the whole of this week until we until next next saturday may god bless you and keep you amen, amen. hallelujah thank you so much for that powerful moment of intercession so this particular moment we just want to go right to the word of god but before we do that i just want to introduce the speaker for today i know most of us we have had him is a powerful teacher of the word of god that god has anointed and i want you to sharpen your heart i hope the teens and the kids you have your notes Remember the Kahoots, you want to make sure this day you win the award. So without taking any much time, I want to introduce my brother, my friend, Evangelist Emmanuel Ogutu to bless us. Go ahead, man of God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, I greet you all in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, if you can hear my voice, uh, say amen. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. It's, it's nice to be, it's great again to be here tonight and we thank God for another opportunity to share his word. I want to bring my family to you and I want them to say hi and then my wife will pray and then we are going to share uh, the word of God. So I'm going to turn my, <laughs> my please, and they're going to say hi. 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 <laughs> Praise God. This is Anna. Say your name. Hi, my name is Anna, and I am Lilian Ogutu, and we shall pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you this morning. We bless your name, O oh God, even to be found in your presence. We count it as a privilege, and we pray that God of glory, you are going to use your servant, O oh God, this morning 
to, to be uh, your mouthpiece in the name of Jesus, to speak your word, to encourage us, to admonish us, oh God, to correct us, to reconcile us back to you, to reconnect us back to you according to your will, oh God. Father, we pray that our hearts will be ready, oh God, to receive your word as it comes, just so that God, we may bear fruits according to your will in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we receive your servant with grace and humility in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this morning, uh, this afternoon. Uh, sorry, I'm saying morning because we are in another state today <laughs> at this point in time. Yeah, but I, it is afternoon uh, where most of you are, so thank you. Uh, we are going to talk about something that I call, and it's going to be very simple, but it's going to encourage us, something that I call when everything else fails or when all else fails. That is my topic, when all else fails. What do you do when everything else fails? And we are going to read um, um, Genesis, a couple of scriptures, but our key scripture is going to be Genesis um, chapter 28, no, sorry, rather, chapter 32, and we are going to read verse 11 to 28, uh, but before we read, I just want to again introduce, I want to introduce Jesus to you, um, and if you know Jesus, I want to introduce him again to us by declaring this morning that Jesus is Lord and he has always been Lord Amen. and he always be God and King. And I want to say again about Jesus that he is the savior. He saves, he delivers, and he sets free. And if you hear and perhaps you don't know him, Jesus is the only sacrifice by which we have been given to have a relationship with God. No, I'm going to say it better. There is no other name under heaven for which man has been given for, the, for mankind to get salvation except the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So thank you, Jesus, for honoring us with your presence in this sanctuary today, in this platform. Hallelujah. All right, Benjamin, you're going to read for us Genesis 11, 28. I want to talk about failure. And I want to talk about failure as one of the concepts of God. I know it, it sounds funny to say, really, does God value failure? Is, it, is, is failure even part of God's planning or God's, uh, or, uh, uh, God's will for man? I think we are going to get some of the answers in a couple of scriptures this morning. And I believe that at the end of this, we are going to be blessed. So Benjamin, you're going to read Genesis chapter 32, verse 11 to 28, please. Yeah, I'm gonna read uh, the remaining part 22. It says, during the night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two, two servant wives, his 11 sons and crossed the Jabok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over all his possessions. This left Jacob all alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the march, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. 28, your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. I will repeat verse 28. Your name will no longer be called Jacob. From now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God 
and men, and you have won. Hallelujah. That is the core of our message tonight. Your name will not be called Jacob, but Israel. I want to bring to us three struggles that Jacob dealt with as he, remember there are things that Jacob did, and as he continued his journey to find God and to find relationship with God, there are three struggles that Jacob dealt with. Number one, Jacob, remember he stole the blessings of his, there are two things that Jacob did to Esau. The first thing, he took the birthright of his brother. And the second thing, he took the blessing of his brother. Birthright and blessing. When your birthright is taken and your blessing is taken, you have got no recourse to live. And that is why Esau said, the day I will find Jacob, I will kill him. Jacob lived for, a, for 20 years with a death penalty in his head. But the three things that Jacob lived in, remember he went to live with his uncle Laban. And Laban was not a godly man, and Laban was not a good man. Neither was he a great man. He cheated Jacob. He conned Jacob. He kept changing the, the, the covenant or the contract that he had with Jacob. So there are three things that Jacob lived with. Remember, he left home and he went to live with his father, with his, I mean, his, his, his mother's brother, Laban. Jacob was in a state of homelessness for 20 years. The first struggle Jacob dealt with was a state of homelessness. He didn't have a home. Remember, he could not go back home because his brother was going to, to kill him. And he had to remain with Laban and his children who did not like him. So Jacob was in a state of home, homelessness. The second thing, and verse, Genesis 20 verse 10 says it clearly. The second thing that Jacob was in, he was in a space of helplessness. So Jacob was not, was not, not, not only in a state of homelessness, he was in a space of helplessness. And Genesis 31, I'm going to ask somebody to read Genesis 31, verse 36 to 42. Anybody who found it, you can read it very quickly. It will show the helplessness of Jacob. Genesis chapter 31, verse 36 to 42. Okay. Then Jacob became incest and brought charges against Laban. What is my crime? He said to Laban. What is my sin that you have persecuted me? You searched all possessions. Have you found anything of yours? Put it here before my relative and yours and let them decide between the two of us. I've been with you these 20 years. You ease and females go to have not miscarried and I have not eaten the rams of your flock. I did not bring you any of the flock torn by wild beasts. Myself bore the, the loss. You demanded payment from me for what was stolen by day or night. There I was, and the heat consumed me by day, and the frost by night, and sleep fled from my eyes. From 20 years in your household, I served you. 14 years of your, of, of, for your two daughters and six years for your flocks. And you have changed my wages 10 times. If the God of Father, the God of Abraham, fear of Isaac had not been with me, certainly now you would have sent me off empty handed. But God has seen my affliction and my hard work and he issued his verdict last night. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, so you can see the, the second struggle Jacob dealt with was helplessness. Helplessness because on the one hand, he served his uncle faithfully, but his uncle was uh, uh, changed, was kept changing the terms of the service. Remember, the first time he went to his uncle, he saw Rachel and he loved Raquel. And, 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 and the night that he was supposed to have been given Raquel or Rachel, he was given Leah, and his uncle said, no, 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 no. You, a younger daughter cannot marry before the older. But then he told him, if you want Rachel, 
uh, or Raquel, you have to serve me for 20, uh, for another uh, seven years. So he served him for 14 years uh, to get his wives. And then as if that is not enough, Laban imposed on him again to serve him another six years. And in all this while, Jacob had nothing. And remember, he is still living with the death penalty in his neck because his brother had determined that I'm going to kill him. What do you do? What do you do when you have a brother who wants to destroy you and an uncle who is cheating you all the time? You, you, you become a helpless person. So Jacob was not only homeless, he was also helpless. Then, he, he, then the third struggle Jacob had to deal with was a stage of hopelessness. Jacob was hopeless. And if you read Genesis 32, 19 to 23, it shows clearly the hopelessness that Jacob had to deal with. So Jacob is hopeless. He knows that his brother is coming. He has, uh, he's looking at his brother and considering the death penalty. And he knows that he cannot run away anymore. He has already run away from Lebanese uncle. He cannot run anywhere. He has to contend with his brother. He was hopeless. He was looking for, uh, for hope. What can I do? When failure beckons on you, you become hopeless. When failure beckons on you, you become homeless. But there is hope in one. There is hope in God. Why did God, God, I started by saying that failure is a concept of God. Why does God allow failure to come to us? Why does God, God allow us to experience failure? It's because failure is not the opposite of success. No, 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 no. Failure is a part of success. Failure is a stepping stone. It's the pathway to success. Failure, I dare say it, failure is always success hidden in the package of failure. It is you to open that package of failure and dig out the success in it. Praise the name of Jesus. God brought Jacob to Jabok to remind him of God's purpose. God brought Jacob to, let me say it again. There are three things that God brought, made God to bring Jacob to this Jabok river. Because you will realize that this is the river where Jacob's failure changed and turned into victory. God brought Jacob to remind him of God's purpose. God had already said that through Jacob, I will make Israel a great nation, through Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. So God brought Jacob to Jabok to remind him of his purpose. Number two, God brought Jacob to Jabok to let him experience pain. If failure is a concept of God, Pain is part of failure. And God brought Jacob to Jabok to experience vulnerability. We, when we experience failure, we become vulnerable. We will feel inadequate. Be why? Because it is part of who God is making us. It's part of God's transformational plan for us. So God brought Jacob to Jabok to experience pain. Three. God brought Jacob to Jabok to set him on a plan of transformation and a path of greatness. I submit it to you. If God is involved in your failure, then you are set on a path, a plan of transformation and a path of success. So what am I saying? Here is what I am saying. That Failure brings you to a place of encounter with Jesus. Amen. Failure brings you to a place where you desperately seek to have divine experience with God. And I want, us, I want to read a scripture. Uh, Calvin, if you are there, you can read for us Mark, 20, Mark 5, 25 to 30. I want to show you someone 
Mark 5, 25 to 30, it says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She has spent all that she has and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Amen. Hallelujah. So this is, this is a woman who had suffered an issue of blood. It may have been leukemia. If you go by present day, it may have been something else, but the condition was bad that it had wasted her health and it had wasted her resources. The Bible says she had spent her fortune, her resources on physicians, but she could not get an answer. Who, because she knew everything else has failed, she only remained with one person. Maybe somebody told her about Jesus. Maybe she heard about him. I don't know. But she said, if only I would go to him and touch the hem of his garment, I will surely be made whole. And that afternoon, she went behind and touched Jesus, the hem of the garment of Jesus. And power left Jesus. And, and, and her issue of blood was resolved and she got healed. Why? Because she became desperate to have that experience with Christ. Failure should drive us to desperately desire an experience with Christ, with, the, with God's transforming power. If failure will passionately give us that desire to encounter him, it will also drive us to have that divine experience. So encounter then experience. Failure will also make us, give us that ability to prayerfully seek or ask for divine empowerment or grace so that we can be able to face our enemy. Mm -hmm. What was Jacob's enemy or who was Jacob's enemy? Esau. He was desperately seeking for God to give him an opportunity to, 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 to be able to, to meet Esau, or, or if possible, to appease Esau. He tried everything, but it failed. And that is when the Bible says a man came and wrestled with him. Why? Because of Jacob's desire for God to intervene in his failure. I, I encourage us, let's passionately desire to have a divine encounter with Jesus. In our failure, let's desperately seek to have divine experience with his transforming power, like this woman who had an issue of blood. Let's prayerfully ask for his divine empowerment to face our Esau. I would like Ryan to read Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of Hallelujah. my heart and portion forever. Hallelujah. That my flesh Amen. may fail. Everything else may fail, but God is the strength of my heart. Let's develop that attitude that even in the midst of failure, even when everything else does not work, there is one we can run to, and that is our God, our Father, who loves us and who is able to give us that divine empowerment, divine strength to be able to move on, to be able to face our failures, to be able to recollect and move ahead and move forward in the name of Jesus. I, like I said, failure is not the opposite of success. It is a part of it. Failure is not a loss. It's a, it's, it's a gain packaged inside. Unlike, uh, uh, unlike author Clovis G. Chappell said, he said, and I quote him, it is better to fail 1,000 times than to be a coward who does not even, who, who, da, who does not, want to, to undertake any step. If you, if you don't want to fail, do nothing. And if you don't want to succeed either, do nothing. Be nothing. Say nothing. But yeah. that, that is cowardly. But if you are a risk taker, if you, are, if you want to fail, let me put it well. 
if you want to succeed, take that risk and fail on your way to success. Larry, read for us Philippians 4, 12 to 13. Amen. Okay. Uh, Philippians 4, 12 to 13 says, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. All I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Amen. Amen. That is Apostle Paul. He says, I've known when to lack or when to, when to have. I've known when to be in content. I've known when to fail and when to succeed. But in all this, I know something that is very important. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In the midst of when everything else fails, don't give up trying. Let me repeat that. When everything fails, else fails, wake up and try again. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Solomon, read for us Jeremiah 8.4. Solomon, are you there? Jeremiah 8.4. Yes. Jeremiah says to the people, this is what the Lord says. When people fall down, don't they get up again? When they discover they're going, they're going on the wrong road, don't they turn back? Hallelujah. That's powerful. That Jeremiah says to the people, this is what the Lord says. When people fall down, don't they rise up? That is the core of success, that when you fail and when you fall, you rise up again. You pick up yourself and, 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 and rise up and move again. Praise the name of Jesus. Let me say it again. The secret to success is failing often, fail early, and fail again and again. But in the midst of those failures, arise again. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That is what Jacob did. Jacob wrestled with a man. No, 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 no. No. Jacob did not wrestle with a man. A man wrestled with Jacob. Hallelujah. <laughs> That is travailing in prayer. Prayer helps you through seasons of failure. Let me repeat it again. We cannot succeed if we don't inject prayer in our moments of failure. So prayer is the womb that gives birth to success when we are walking the path of failure. Jacob, a man wrestled with Jacob, and I want you to follow me carefully. The Bible says they wrestled and wrestled, and when it was done, this man realized, this man represents Jesus. This man realized that this man represents Jesus. The wrestling represents prayer, a prayer of travail. When it was going to down, this man realized that he could not win. The Bible does not say Jacob realized he could not win against this man. No, 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 no. The Bible says the, it is this person who realized he could not win against Jacob. In other words, when you travail in prayer, this is what that portion of the scripture means. When you travail in prayer, it becomes impossible for God to place you on the verge of your destiny. So here is, what, here, is what the, here is what it means when the Bible says this man realized Jacob, he could not win. He, Jacob prayed to the excellence that God realized that he will not leave me until I bless him. And that is why Jacob said, I will not, when this man tried to, to tell Jacob to leave him, Jacob said, I will not, I will not leave you until you bless me. This man did two things to Jacob. He dislocated the tendon of Jacob's, Jacob's hip. No, 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 no. He did three things. He dislocated the tendon of Jacob's hip. He changed Jacob's appearance. 
The first thing, that is the first thing he did. The second thing, when Jacob said, what is your name? Jacob said, I will not leave you until you bless me. He asked Jacob, what is your name? And for the first time in his life of 20 years of living as a fugitive, Jacob said, my name is Jacob. No, 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 no. Jacob was not just saying my name is Jacob. Jacob was telling him, my character has been. So here, the name Jacob means a con man, a supplanter, a thief. Now, in America, we call them con artists. Jacob had lived a life of being a con his brother. He had con his brother of his birthright. He had con his brother and his father of the blessing. And he had conned Laban of, of his property. For the first time, Jacob says, my name is Jacob. The name Jacob means a supplanter. This man told Jacob, you will no longer be, we call Jacob. You will be called Israel. Here is the meaning of the, here is what Israel means, loosely translated. May God fight for us. May God contend for us. And may God win for us. Hallelujah. You will no Amen. longer be called Jacob. You will be called Israel. You will no longer be a supplanter, a corn artist. You will be a winner. You will be successful. You will be a man destined for a destiny. You will be a man who will be a blessing to people. This man changed. The second thing this man changed about Jacob, he changed Jacob's identity. And the third thing, he changed Jacob's character. Amen. He did not. First thing, he changed Jacob's appearance. He changed, secondly, he changed Jacob's uh, identity. Not Jacob anymore, Israel. And finally, he changed Jacob's character. You will no longer be a supplanter. You will be a winner. Hallelujah. Uh, Alicia, read for us Proverbs, 20, Proverbs 24, 16. For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked are overthrown by calamity. Amen. The righteous man falls down seven times, but he will rise again. So again, here is my encouragement. You fail, but rise again. Don't stay down. Rise again. Graylon, can you read for, read for us Micah 7, 8? Chapter 7, verse 8. And then Jaylene, read. Psalms 145.14, and then Anna will read for us 1 Timothy 1, 15 and 16. Micah chapter 7, verse 8. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Amen. 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 When I fall, I will arise again, and the Lord shall be a light, a light for me when I sit in darkness. This writer of Micah realized that for, for failure to be translated into success, God has to be involved. We must involve God in our failures to be successful. Jaylin, Psalm 105, verse 14. 145, not 105, 145. Psalms 145, verse 14. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The Lord up, upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. Again, we have to involve God when everything else fails. For without God, it is, it, it is difficult. It is almost impossible to arise again. In Anna, 1 Timothy 1, 15 to 16, I'm rushing because of time. 1 Timothy chapter 1. So uh, the, our life, as Anna looks for that, I want, to, I want to bring to us some people we can relate with who gave us an example of failures, but they did not give up even in the moments of failure. Ariana Uffington is an American public publisher or a writer uh, who re was rejected 36 times by publishers, but she didn't give up. She ended up being a successful publisher and the founder of Huffington Post, one of, the, one of the online news websites that is read across this United States by many. 
Bill Gates, the famous Bill Gates, we all know him. He founded his first company, he founded Crumbled, and, 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 and he could not be able to, 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 to rise it up again. He did not give up. He went ahead and founded Microsoft. And I believe that every one of us, or even 90% of us, have some one form of product of Microsoft uh, if you have a laptop or a, or a desktop computer. Walt Disney, we all know Walt Disney. Walt Disney was told he lacked creativity and he, was, he, was, uh, he could not be able to continue as a journalist. He went out there and founded the biggest animation um, entertainment industry that we see today that gave birth to the likes of Disney World and Disneyland. This was from a man who failed and was told he lacked creativity, but he never gave up. Milton Hershey founded three companies which collapsed and collapsed miserably. He did not give up. He went ahead and founded the Hershey chocolate, which I know almost all of us have eaten at one point in time. What about the Bible? The Bible is filled with good, great examples, but I will give one. Simon Peter, the apostle, a man who is known more for having denied Jesus three times when the cock crowed twice, but was able to recollect himself and become one of the greatest apostles in history, who said in Acts chapter 2, these men are not drunk at 9 a.m. this morning, but this is what was spoken by prophet Joel in the last day I'll pour my spirit upon the whole flesh. And he went ahead and told those leaders, the Jesus whom you crucified is alive and has become both Lord and Christ. And through that speech, through that preaching, through that powerful evangelistic message, he was able, God was able to add 3,000 people to 120 from a man who less than three months ago had just denied Jesus three times. Why? Failure does not define you. Failure is never final mm -hmm. until the Father says so. Amen. Failure is not a part, it's not an opposite of success. It is a part of success. Anna, read for us uh, verse, uh, verse, verse 14, verse 15 and 16 of 1 Timothy chapter 1. Amen. Paul is another example of a failure who turned into success. He says, were it not for Jesus, I would be nobody. I'm worst of the sinners. But because of Jesus, I have become an apostle. And become, this was a man who was persecuting the church, but God, Jesus transformed him and made him a greatest apostle who went ahead to write 67% of the New Testament. Amen. Here is my encouragement. Surrender to God if you must succeed. Submit to him. Amen. Surrender to God if you must succeed. God will affirm you. Submit to Amen. him. He will reform you. Amen. Seclude yourself and he will place you on a path of transformation. Hallelujah. So how do you move on? I want to submit it to us that there are three categories of people today, even as I share this message, even here right now. There are those people who are just about to enter into failure. There are those people who are in the middle of it. And the third category, there are those people who are coming out. Question is, how do you move on? I'm not going to, I'm not going to woe you or tell you, oh, here are the five principles of overcoming failure, or here are the five anecdotes of winning against failure. No, 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 no. I'm just going to propose three things that I think very simple can help us, even Amen. when we, everything else fails and we face failure. Number one, learn from your mistakes. Amen. Learning from a mistake is a tool or a way that we can be able to get out of failure and step on a path to success. Number three, number two, let it sink in. So learn from the mistake. Secondly, let it sink in. When you fail or when everything fails, let it sink in. In other words, accept the failure, but affirm that that failure does not define you. Mm. That will give you the power, the grace, the grit to be able to move forward. And number okay. three, live to fight another day. 
In other words, recollect yourself and move on. And the key takeaway is the truth of the matter is that we will fail at one point or another. But when we fail, let's fail forward. Let's fail onward. And last but most, not least and most powerful, let's fail upward. Amen. Hallelujah. For when all else fails, Jesus does not, he has not, and he will not fail. Amen. Let us pray. Amen. Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you for the authority in your word. Hallelujah. Thank you for the authenticity of your word. Thank you for the reality of your word. And thank you for the simplicity of your word. It is our prayer, our prayer this morning that you will place us on paths that we will be able to face our failures and overcome them through you and through Jesus. I pray that everyone that has had this message and is experienced, has experienced or is experiencing some form of failure will learn from it, will let it sink in, and will move on, live to fight another day. And we will look up to you to be able to overcome and to be changed the way you changed Jacob. Because Jesus, you don't fail. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Thank you so much. Over to you, and my brother, Pastor Angelo. Wow. Amen. What a word. Hallelujah to Jesus. I'm sure we have so much to digest. I'll make sure our pastor sent the notes so that you can have more time to digest them. That was a powerful, powerful, powerful word. May God bless you, my brother, for sharing and taking time to dig deeper in Jesus' name.